Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. Veronica here. And this week we are talking a lot about Uranus once again. So last week we talked about how Mars and Uranus were conjunct and that was creating this on one hand, sort of a nervy, jumpy feeling. And on the other hand, it was this break through the glass ceiling, shatter the records, bust through the tape at the end of the marathon, that kind of energy. There is an energy when Mars and Uranus come together that allows us to explode in the best ways to shatter those glass ceilings and also to combust in the worst ways and let our anger and our temper take over and act in ways that maybe we wouldn't if Uranus wasn't creating a little bit of chaos, blending it with Mars and his aggression. That was the energy last week that actually perfected on Inauguration Day, January 20th. This week on Tuesday, we had the sun square Uranus. So we had that Uranian chaotic energy once again. Now here's the deal with Uranus that maybe I have not done a great job of expressing because I personally am feeling a little unstable, a little unsteady, a little wobbly these days because we're all trying to find our footing in this new Aquarian energy. So with that in mind, the thing about Uranus that is positive, because I always like to give you the high vibration of every astrological happening, and the high vibration of Uranus is that it encourages us to be able to be flexible. It encourages us to learn to adapt. It encourages us to be able to think on our feet. And that is a really important part of life. Being able to go with the flow when things don't go your way is part of being an adaptable, healthy human being. Now, we just spent three years mostly with Saturn in Capricorn, and that is really dense, controlling energy. Like I want to control it all and I want to be in charge and I want it to go my way. And I don't want to go too fast, but I don't want to go too slow either. You know, you really want to hold on tight when Saturn is in Capricorn. And now we have Saturn in Aquarius. And so he's letting go of the reins a little bit. And he's saying, let's bring some creativity to this structure, right? How can we creatively build something new? Now, that's a big shift because we had three planets in Capricorn for most of 2020, Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter. Now we've got Saturn and Jupiter in Aquarius, which you know, because Saturn and Jupiter came together for that great conjunction on December 21st, 2020, which 
in my opinion, was like the real new year, the real kickoff of 2021 energy. Now, mind you, this first quarter of 2021 looks a lot like 2020 in terms of what we're thinking about and what the news is about and what we're dealing with. But the energy has shifted and we are trying to find our feet in this new chapter. And we just haven't done that quite yet. And so things feel a little bit wobbly and we're still trying to hold on tight to what was as we try to figure out what's next. So it's always like, you know, when you are doing one of those obstacle courses, and I did that when I was young and I was in camp, and I'm not a very adventurous person when it comes to those types of things. And it's, you have to step your foot forward to get to the next plank on the wobbly bridge, but you don't want to take the back foot off the steady footing that you already found, but you have to let yourself kind of let go to shift your weight forward. And so we're all sort of struggling to let go and shift our weight forward. And that's normal because it's just such a big shift of so much Capricorn energy to so much Aquarius energy. And by next week, we're going to have five planets in Aquarius. Right now we have four. So this has been a big shift. And if you're having trouble finding your footing, you're not alone. If you're feeling overly exhausted, you're not alone. If you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed, you're not alone. Every single client I've been speaking to, every single person I've been speaking to, friends, everyone's exhausted. Everyone is just completely spent. And that's because we spent, I mean, speaking for the people listening who are in the States where I am, we've spent four years being pretty much traumatized daily with this very chaotic person in charge who was making us feel very unsafe. And Now, for those of you who are in the rest of the world, even if you're not in the States, you spent the past year dealing with the pandemic, whether or not the country you are in has handled it really, really well, as well as it can be handled. And it's been handled really well in certain parts of the world. It's still scary. And so we have gone through a lot of days, a lot of weeks, a lot of months, and for some of us, years of experiencing chaotic times that have brought a lot of trauma and a lot of loss and a lot of grief. And so we are now having this opportunity with this shift in energy from so much Capricorn to so much Aquarius, with this shift in transition in terms of the president, which I'm loving everything I'm seeing from the early days of President Biden, and I hope you are too. But this shift, it's like we got out of a really bad relationship and we just realized how bad that relationship was now that we have some space to see it clearly. And so even if you felt like it was bad when you were in it, you didn't probably let yourself let go. And so now as our bodies start to let go a little bit and we start to feel the tension and we start to let the tension go because we're letting ourselves not be in control so much because now it's like, hey, there's somebody in charge. I can let go. And 
when we start to do that, our bodies start to feel that fatigue from holding that tension for so long. And so that's one of the reasons I am always sharing. It's great to have a yoga practice, a meditation practice, but really a restorative yoga practice is so healthy. One of the things I did this week, I went back to the pool. I was a little worried about it with everything going on with the numbers with the pandemic, but I was like, I know that my nervous system needs this. So if I can get to the pool two days a week, that's going to be so, so helpful for me to move through this tension. So find the thing that helps you. For me, it's swimming, it's restorative yoga. Those are the things that really help me shift that pattern in my body and help me just mentally feel a little bit more with it. So you find what helps you, but those are some tools if you need them. So moving on, I just wanted to share that we're still, we're in this process. We're in this process of taking the step. We haven't quite let go of that back foot and we haven't quite shifted our weight into the front foot on the wobbly bridge. So sun was squaring Uranus on Tuesday. This can make us impatient. It can make us feel restless. It can make us feel like we want to shake up our routine. You might have unexpected accidents or arguments that have come up this week. Again, all having to do with that Uranus. The sun is our ego. It's our identity. Uranus, again, is the thing that's going to come and wobble the foundation a little bit. So that teaches us to be able to find our balance even when things are not necessarily steady. Now, the big, big, big thing this week is Thursday. Thursday this week, we have Venus conjunct Pluto. This can make your love relationships feel intense. This can make your desires feel intense. You might feel subconsciously more attuned to what you're wanting in your love relationships. Now, Venus is, of course, romantic relationships, but it's also our relationships with friends and family. Venus and Pluto together in Capricorn, it's not the sexiest. It's a little more like long-term commitments than it is uh, short-term fling. So you might get some clarity on what you're really wanting long-term, or maybe some of the desires that aren't being met in your long-term commitments, whether that be in your romantic relationship, in your marriage, in your friendships, whatever it is. You know, this is a year that's going to have a lot of us shifting our friend groups, a lot of us shifting the communities and groups that we're a part of because Aquarius rules groups and communities and friendships. So this is an opportunity to dig deep on what do you really want to get out of your relationships? It's also on the, you know, low vibration end. Pluto can make us a little bit manipulative because Pluto rules our relationship with power. So you might use your power in the relationship to manipulate someone. Someone might be manipulating you and pulling on those subconscious threads that they know how to pull on. So pay attention to what's going on in your relationships and make sure that everything is in the light of day and there's no secret subconscious pushing or pulling going on that you don't want to be part of your relationship. Because once you get into that pattern, it really is a recipe for disaster going down the pike, you know? Okay. So this is on Thursday along with 
the sun conjunct Jupiter also on Thursday, along with a full moon in Leo also on Thursday. So Thursday is a really big day, the 28th of January. We have, of course, the sun conjunct Jupiter, which is considered the luckiest day of the year. Now, do I really think it's the luckiest day of the year? Not really. I mean, I think it's a great day. The sun and Jupiter coming together. It's a moment that we feel like we want to experience it all. We want to learn it all. We want to have it all. And not in a greedy way. In a way like there's so much joy. There's so much to take in. And I want to make myself expansive enough to really experience it and be present for it. So it's a beautiful beautiful transit, but I don't necessarily think that it is the luckiest day of the year for all of us because each of us has our own personal chart. Now, is it a great day? It is totally a great day. And it is a day that if you are, you know, interested in learning something or experiencing something, you're going to be insatiable for it. It is a day where you might want to be a little indulgent when it comes to dessert or the wine. So want to pay attention to that. But overall, let yourself have fun on Thursday. In addition to that sun conjunct Jupiter, we have the full moon in Leo. And if there is someone who wants to have fun, it's the full moon in Leo. The full moon in Leo is all about play. It's about moving from your heart space. What do you desire? What do you love? What is your passion? The full moon in Leo also invites us to really shine and allow our talents to be on display. This particular full moon in Leo is really interesting because there's a T-square in this full moon. That means that the moon is opposite the sun. That's a full moon. That means the moon is completely illuminated by the light of the sun. And then we have the sun and the moon. They're each in squares with the Mars-Uranus conjunction. So Mars is still conjunct Uranus. They, as I said at the beginning of the broadcast, we had them in exactitude conjunction last week, but we're still feeling it. We're still feeling that energy of wanting to break through, shatter through the glass ceiling, or maybe on the low vibration, you might be wanting to, you know, really hit someone when they get to you. So depending on how you're feeling with that energy, this is an intense full moon because that Mars Uranus energy has been cooking. And now we have the sun in Aquarius illuminating that full moon in Leo. Leo always moves from feeling. It moves from the heart space. So water signs get like a real bad rap for being the sad sacks of the Zodiac. But the truth is Nobody feels more than the fire signs. I personally have a ton of fire in my chart. I can tell you. Fire signs are the ones that are the true, like, feelings, babies of the zodiac. We are the ones who will put up a tantrum. If you've got a moon and a fire sign, even more so, because the moon is our emotional body. So, With that said, you are going to feel the feelings this week and that's okay. And those feelings might be frustration and those feelings might be helplessness and those feelings might be, I want to go hit something. So this is a great full moon for you to 
get into your body and do some physical exercise if you are feeling overwhelmed with this energy. If you're feeling really like you're pulsing with energy, it's a good full moon for you to get out and move. The T-square is releasing into the fifth house. When I chart the chart for this full moon for New York, that T-square, there's always a release. Whenever we're talking about T-squares, they create tension, but they also create the circumstances for us to take action. They're the push for us to take action. And so the release of that T-square is in the fifth house, which is traditionally the house of Leo, which is the house of creativity and play and children and true love and romance. So really follow your heart's desire this week. I think one of the big takeaways for this full moon is how can you use your talents to move the collective forward? What do you bring to the team? And so, so many of us in our work in the world, we want to create an impact. And the full moon in Leo is such a good time to consider what your impact is because the sun is in Aquarius. Now, the sun in Aquarius is a little emotionally distant. The moon in Leo is so in the feelings, so needing the validation of its people, right? So with this full moon, Aquarius is the group. Leo is the shining star on the stage. How can you be the shining star, but make a positive impact on everyone that came together to put the show on? That's really what Leo is about. So think about that this week. And having an impact doesn't mean that you have 20,000 Instagram followers. Having an impact means that there's a core group of people that are happier because you're a part of their life. There's a core group of people that breathe a little bit easier knowing that they can call you. That is having a positive impact. And don't, you know, underestimate the impact that you do have in your life. We each have uh, so much potential to have so much of an impact. If each of us really took that potential seriously and tried to have the most positive impact we could on 10 other people and every single human being on the planet did that, you know, how much of a more compassionate, loving society and world would we be living in? So I will step down off my soapbox for a moment and move on over to the weekend. We have Mercury retrograde on Saturday. I know Mercury is retrograde on Saturday. He is going to start his retrograde journey. He's going to station to move backward at 26 degrees Aquarius. He's going to be retrograde until February 21st when he stations to move direct again at 11 degrees Aquarius. We entered the shadow of Mercury retrograde. Uh, The pre-shadow was started January 15th. We're going to leave his post-shadow March 13th. So for the next few weeks, it's not too long. You want to think about what was going on January 15th and the weeks since, and some of that stuff's going to be coming up. Now, it is Mercury retrograde in Aquarius the whole time. This is a great time to reconnect with friends, with your group, with your community, because it's an Aquarius. And Mercury is our communication. It's our mind. Aquarius is the groups that we belong to, our friendships. So this is a great time to really reconnect with people that you haven't talked to in a while. It is 
also the sign of technology and science. So we've been talking a lot about that the past few weeks. So it'll be interesting to see what we see going on on the vaccine front in the news. But on a personal level, I want you to any upgrades that you make, wait till after the Mercury retrograde. So if your phone is like, you need an upgrade, wait till after the retrograde. Now, I don't say that to scare you. I never want astrology to scare you. I want astrology to empower you. But Mercury retrograde in Aquarius, Aquarius is technology. It'll be interesting to see if we see some of those stereotypical Mercury retrograde occurrences. So one of the things that I am planning to do with this retrograde is I am going to clean up the files on my computer. I am going to go through all the files in my inbox and just delete emails because I noticed that I'm getting really close to the storage limit on Gmail. And so I said, you know what? There's so many old emails in these files. I'm going to go through and delete a bunch. I'm going to go through my phone and I'm going to clean out any of the old contacts. The other day I texted someone that I didn't mean to text. I texted the wrong Jackie and I was like, I really need to clean out my phone. So notice those things that are coming up for you right now when you're like, I can't find this thing. Maybe this is something I need to make a Mercury retrograde project, you know? So pay attention to that. A little peek into next week. On Monday, the sun is going to square Mars. That can make us a little bit hostile and angry. It also can make us feel really energized. It also might lead to arguments that really ding your ego. So pay attention to Monday and try not to try to avoid any confrontations that day. Also next week, we're going to have Venus move into Aquarius. Venus in Aquarius is like the goddess as the warrior. So the warrior goddess. So pay attention to that next week. We'll talk about it more when we talk next week. And then when Venus moves into Aquarius, we're going to have five planets in Aquarius. It's a lot of planets in Aquarius. And remember, everyone is still answering to Saturn. So Saturn is still the boss, okay? Saturn is encouraging you to work on building the foundation for your future. So how are you building the foundation for your future? And just a quick recap, full moon in Leo, how can you use your talents to move the collective forward? What can you bring to the team? Those are some things to consider this week. All right, that's it. I'm going to wrap it up. I hope you have a wonderful week and we will talk soon. In the meantime, come on over to Instagram. I do post over there, although I am thinking about with this Mercury retrograde, taking a little social media break. Haven't completely committed to that yet, but I am considering it. So if it's something you've been considering, I think that Mercury retrograde in Aquarius is a great invitation to do that. Otherwise, I will see you soon. If you do want a reading, head over to veronicapretty.com and book one because February is filling quickly. All right, guys, have a wonderful week. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.